like it to work out in a positive way. Uh, I won by just one point. But I don't know what's gonna go down. So I just have to hope for the best and just be myself. volunteers for role play. So you just have to imagine we are all in emergency room. So they're going to tell me what their ailments are. What's your ailment? I have like a really bad headache right now. Like it keeps what is this show that I'm watching? Uh, welcome back to Money Bliss TV Podcast. Today is, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry, September 10th. And uh, this show is, what is this show that I'm watching real quick? I'm sorry, you all. It was a show that is on TV, and I never watch TV, but I'm curious to see what is this that I'm watching right now. What is this called? This is called... Season one, episode three of America to Me. What is America to Me? Huh. And I guess season one, episode three, there's no pain that compares to the struggle. I like the title. Um, and in, in, I know this is very bizarre the way I'm starting to show off. I usually don't start to show off like this. But it talks about equality, treating everyone the same. It's very interesting because it's high school. It looks like it's a bunch of high school kids. And if you remember high school, any of you all, a lot of these kids have acne. A lot of them seem to be very awkward looking. Um, They look very bored. It's, it's, It's very interesting to look at these kids, I guess, from... When I went to high school, you know, and man, I went to high school in the 90s. So when I see these kids, you know, in 2018, um, I'm, I'm curious what she has to say. Hello, she's a teacher or is she a student? An colleague and mentor towards me. Dan Cohen is active in the school's racial equity learning strand. So this is a really unique opportunity to, to build our as a white person to build out racial consciousness. Wow, they talk they talk a lot about race. Interesting. It's meeting six times a year for the adults in the building to engage in conversations about race. About what it means to be a student, what it means to be white, what it means to be black, to engage our curriculum from a racial perspective, to engage our policy from a racial perspective. Racism has destroyed the village. Let's flip the script. Let's change how we talk about race. And we want to use this summit to get you there. The program is administered by Pacific Educational Group, which holds an annual conference attended by select OPRF administrators and teachers. We sit in a country that really hasn't decided yet that it wants students of color to achieve at a high level. I have to break it down. No, 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 no. When you get to Harvard, you now have Harvard racism. When you go to medical school, you get medical school racism. So that's why when Obama got elected, we started to know what presidential racism is. What I've discovered about white liberal people is their liberalness only goes as far as when it starts to challenge their situation personally. That's the Oak Park River Forest community. That's very interesting, very interesting, very interesting. 
Okay, so I'm seeing now what this show is about. It's about a high school, and this high school has these different programs. <sighs> Very interesting show. And it's talking about leadership, district equality, leadership. They remind me of leadership professional development when I was, you know, LPD, uh, when I was at Morehouse. It, like, they're doing this in high school. This is interesting. Um, who's this? Um, Dr. Jackie Moore. She's a school board member. What does she have to say? Hold on real quick, you all. Defies all logic. Are we still rolling? Yeah. <laughs> It was the first time I'd ever seen the group. Steve Osoye explained why we were there. And so, does anyone have anything to say? And I, I mean, it was like dead air. I'm looking around the table. I see administrators. I see predominantly white men. And I don't understand how this group can move that conversation forward for this school community. Who's speaking, who's not speaking. The white male silence on the, on, in Delk was, was deafening. It has huge ramifications for a white male in power to be silent when race talk is going on. The racial systemic transformational plan has not been touched in about 10, 11 months. Through a five-year program, we are asking all teachers and as much of the staff as we possibly can to stop and think about their personal racial autobiography and consciousness. OPRF administrators meet with an advisory group of parents and community members who want to hear about the growing achievement disparities. It's about challenging myself. I am the issue. This is a white guy. This is a white guy named Phil saying he's the issue. Interesting. Was I really changing the way my classroom functioned? I don't know that I was. We know your sons and daughters are in this building and they're suffering. And for me, as a black man who came here because of the rich diversity and to make a difference, when that happens, I don't feel successful. So that means I have to be a little bit more courageous in the things that I do to make sure that I'm supporting all students, but in particular, those that struggle. We still have such low expectations. It should be as challenging for that child in a a general class as the honors class if those classes are being taught properly. There appears to me to be low-hanging fruit that, that I don't know if we're tackling i we can do that now now that that was now that was one of the parents now this is um a school district this guy's asian talking right now it's systemic teachers have to be ready the students have to be ready the parents have to be ready so when people say we want this to happen now some of these things can't happen now but these conversations move the needle the conversations are great. What I'm not understanding, and maybe I'm missing it, is a sense of urgency. If there was a- Okay, that was a sister talking right now, talking about the sense of urgency. Now it's a Caucasian woman talking. And it is not for lack of caring and concern. 
I'm not sure how my son left here feeling about himself. Okay, what this I is a black is woman talking about his identity. or African American woman like a lot of other African American kids who talking about couldn't get to a historically black college her son fast enough because he needed to refine himself and he grew up in a home where he knew who he was. It is about expectations. The call I got from my son's counselor his senior year was, I haven't heard about his college plans. I'm going to Triton next week. So I signed him up. That was the only time I heard from her, really his senior year, except in IEP meetings. Triton is a community college. Great school. I scrapped and scrimped to get him in this district, but there is low hanging fruit. So you all keep doing what you're doing, but please don't forget that in the meantime, there are children's lives that you all are shaping and impacting because that four years goes fast. Wow. 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 Um, I, I'm, I am, man, this is Terrence's mom, the young man that they said they weren't sure if he was special eds. They said they don't know how much he's learning. So the moms actually come up to the school and sit in the class. This is strange to me. That's that never happened when I was in high school. Oh my gosh! So he's now showing his mom his artwork. I'm gonna keep recording. Y'all, y'all just keep listening. Too, I like those colors he used. It's crazy. How are you? Good, thanks. They're writing sentences in groups. Oh, okay. His belligerent attitude caused him to have little to no friends. All right. Got it. Parents, do you hear? I don't really have a sentence for that one. They write down definitions for all these words, and he has all the definitions down. But then we go through and talk about them. You know, give me a sentence for that. How do you use that? He seems to be listening, but... It's hard for me to know how much of it he's getting. So he didn't take notes on the pad. Okay. His previous two English. They okay. First of all, <laughs> they said <clears throat> you could tell I'm old. The mom said he didn't take notes on his iPad. What happened to a damn pen and and paper? So he has an iPad to take notes on. Do they not use books and paper? I see no books. I, I, is it everything technology nowadays? I'm sorry, I sound like a grandpa. Kids in our honors but wow. For lack of a better term, I would say I have like white flighted out of the college prep track. Christoph Waltz. Have you seen that all those movies like in Django and Boris Bastards? Whose parents have some illusory notion of the college prep track that it's some like chaotic misbehaving group of knuckleheads, most of whom are not white. Ooh, actually Tom Hardy. Yeah. Actually Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Can you playing Capricious more? So it's unpredictable. The two best examples are weather or little kids. What do you have, Terrence? Um, I said the future is Capricious. Like, that's, that's actually good. So all you need is a little bit to tag onto that. Why is the future Capricious? Um... You don't know what to expect. You don't know, that's it. The future is capricious, semicolon. You don't know what to expect. That's beautiful, actually. Thanks. I am impatient. You know, it's it's hard for me to wait for permission to do the, what I know is right. Jess Stovall and Aaron Padolner want to form a teacher's equity group 
to explore concrete ways to help kids of color excel in classrooms. They sent out an email, and 25 teachers showed interest. But Principal Nate Rouse refused to sanction the group in any further use of school email accounts. I mean, but how weird is that, that we have to do this on personal email? A group of teachers <laughs> that want to talk about how they can be better teachers for their black students have to do it off campus. I think this is really in support of the racial equity work we've already been doing. But Principal Rouse did express that there are only two racial equity leaders in the school, and I was not one of them. 25 teachers. Now, now this is an African-American woman talking right now about race, with, with a white guy. See what they themselves were doing to contribute to the gaps that we have at our school. I guess I've never understood what's... That's the white guy talking. ...about that conversation, and that's race in our classroom, and what works, what doesn't. But what if we actually would get more done if we didn't have to be affiliated with the school? If it's going to be more effective going what they would say is renegade... Maybe that's what we need to do. Very interesting. Very interesting. And she is, what kind of teacher is she? She looks like she's a, uh, um, what kind of teacher is this? Uh, maybe drama teacher or what, what? Let me see. She could be English. Let me see. And that I'd have some of the same feelings teaching an OPRF that I had growing up in Wisconsin. It was white. It was as white as you could get in small town USA. We were the only African American family. <laughs> that was the longest trip ever. I know. Oh I got the two. Oh, your hair is so short. I know, right? So, are you feeling burnt out? The kids are wonderful. It's the school. Okay, this is, I guess her name is Jessica. This is Jessica talking to her father. And my mom has been a third grade teacher for now. Interesting. Her mom's white. Her dad's black. Growing up in that small town, there were racial incidents, like getting called nigger in the locker room. But for the most part, it wasn't something that we addressed. Okay, but just to like my mom, she's so wanting the world to be a better place that it's just painful for her to hear those things. Now, now her her mom, her mom is a white woman, so I know that that doesn't surprise me. There were some issues, some troubles. That's, that's her mom talking, Jessica's mom, and things like that that were that were not good. But hopefully, we dealt with them as we went. Is this hard to talk about for you? The racial piece? Yeah. Um, I, 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 I don't have words, so maybe <laughs> something <laughs> ideas. See, see, I it's, just think it's hard for white people to talk about race. People. That's interesting. Well, uh, you know, we'll get along and Wow. Okay, her mom said, I hope we all can just get along. It can't be that hard for white people to talk about race. That's so interesting to me because every other color or person of color has no problem talking about race. We deal with racism every single day. Every day. 
But it's so hard for white people to talk about it. That's interesting to me. Now she's talking to her black dad, which I think she can, she really relates more to her black dad than her white mom. But let's see. You got in her hand. Yeah, right there. And then make sure it's cleared. Her dad is taking her fishing. My mom is one of my best friends. I've always been a daddy's girl, and I've always... See? See? How, how did I know that? ...particular to be proud of me. In that same area? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and picking your dad is not a good thing. One day, I was in fourth grade. And I'm going to get on the other side of it. I found a spot about halfway down the bus and kind of sunk down in the seat because I wanted to eat these, these Hershey chocolate kisses and I didn't want to have to share them with anybody. This girl came forward with two boys and proceeded to say a series of things about you're having too much chocolate, you're turning black, and, you know, how does it feel to be a nigger? But the thing that really stuck with me, she says an incredibly devastating comment that I obtained my black skin from a sexual relationship with my father. I remember like throwing up in my mouth a bit and like she saw my visceral reaction and then continued laughing and then they got up and left. And I got off the the bus and my dad was there. He knew something was wrong because I was hysterical and I was so humiliated and ashamed. For many years, I never told him. I want to be strong. I want them to be proud of me. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. That's interesting. I really wanted to have a black community. I'd grown up culturally white. I spoke in standard English. I carried myself in a way considered to be white. For me, I have to code switch to the black community, right? to this day I have trouble navigating this (laughs) okay this is what mixed kids go through (laughs) students that are black one of the challenges is teaching that their racial and cultural backgrounds are beautiful that they are just as valuable but that they have to code switch so that they are seen as equal. Ooh, I like that word, code switch. I'm going to use that, code switch. Interesting. Of teaching them how to play the game. I know how to play the game. Wall Street definitely taught me how to play the game. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Code switching. Huh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm definitely going to use that. Wow. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm I'm fascinated by this only because uh, <laughs> I can't believe how honest they're being right now on this show about racism and about dealing with racism here in America and how it's all taking place in pretty much high school and as well as in these different classrooms and they're going to these kids' homes, they're going to the teachers' homes, they're going to the teachers' homes, they're showing 
the teacher's background as well as the kids' background, uh, the family background. I mean, they're being very transparent, very open. Very good show. All right, I'm gonna keep listening and keep. I'm I'm probably gonna stop it at 30 minutes. We're already at 20 minutes, so 10 more minutes of this, and then that's gonna wrap up my podcast. All right, it's good to break the monotony. All right, here we go. It's movement for integration of schools in Chicago. He was a communist. He did work with black people on labor issues. My father continued that. He protested against the Vietnam War. He helped black people in the South get conscientious objector status. I knew as a very young person that people were different races, that some races have not historically been treated fairly. This is a white guy talking, by the way. my job to do something about it. And then I get to say good morning. Good morning. Stellar morning. Amazing. Fan-mazing. Fan amazing. That's a nice portmanteau. Do you guys know what that word is? Portmanteau. I've never heard of it. You said fantabulous. That's a combination of two words. So anytime you smush two words together, like bootylicious, portmanteau. <laughs> he said something funny to get the kids to relate. That's that's good. That's good. He's a good teacher. He's a good teacher. He says a lot of sideways and out of pocket stuff. See, see, it, it keeps the kids on their toes. My dad's a teacher, so my dad. This guy reminds me of my father. My father does the same thing when he used to teach before he retired. Ready, set, go. Wow, you are slow. This young lady, her name is Jada. She looks, she looks a little, she looks mixed. She looks Hispanic, and maybe Hispanic and black. And the teachers just told her she's slow. I think he makes the jokes because he's trying to relate to and, black and, students. And, and he's he's like, a prankster. A lot of rap and hip hop that he plays in class. If I'm trying to do homework, then I can't listen to something with lyrics in it unless it's Lauren Hill. Oh, I was just listening to Lauren Hill on the way to school. Yeah, with like Miss Education of Lauren Hill. When I'm listening to that, I can think really well. Yo, he just gave the teacher a dab. I came back with my hair natural. You guys get to light yet? He made a comment. He said. You decided not to do your hair today. Wow. Wow. My braids and my hair is like this. And he was just, yeah. So that's what he said. I I didn't have a response because I was a little bit embarrassed. So you can work by yourself. That's fine. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. And you'll need your calculator for today. Of course. He is that one white person that just does not know his limit. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. I can't drink it now, Mr. Fedora. Because I smelled it? Yes, that... Just this, the, the air went in. I didn't breathe my nose into it. Yeah, but I, I don't like when people touch myself. So Is that like an OCD thing? I don't know. It's just me. I didn't touch this part. I, I don't want it anymore. So you're a germaphobe. Wow. Okay, see, this is what I'm talking about, how white people feel... Um, Wow, wow. This man just invaded her space. And, and this white teacher didn't feel like he did anything wrong. This is how they feel entitled. That's interesting. Sometimes I feel like I want to just walk out the classroom and just leave. See, she's very self-aware already. Already she's very self-aware. High school senior, though. Like I try to maintain at least... A 3.0 this semester, and I don't think that's gonna happen. Just because of physics and math. I came from a Chicago public school and then went to Trinity, like a Catholic school. 
Can you open up the trunk so I can my stuff in? My mom. I feel like she got the idea that Catholic schools provide the best education because she went to a Catholic school. Well, did you talk to Mr. Herbson? I did, yeah. At that time, I think I just had such a negative view of Oak Park River Forest. He wanted to get... And I thought Trinity was great. But they encountered... They encountered a lot of racism there. Right, Jada, Jada's mom is, is black, actually. There would be times when I was, like, the only black kid in the class. I felt like my blackness would offend people at that school because it's so white. Wow. If I that Jada was the type of person that she was, I would have let them go to Park to begin with because she would have asserted what she wanted to do or what she needed. It's what you make of it. They're supposed to be giving you all some extra help or doing something different. Some teachers believe that a lot of black students don't have parents that are in their corner. So from an early age, Jada saw me come to her defense if, if the teacher was in the wrong. Because if you're not involved, you can get lost. What's interesting now is they're showing the janitor, and the janitor is actually black. Okay, this kid just bumped into this other kid. Um, this now they're about to tell the story of this black kid. Okay, so they're in the auditorium and they're all getting ready to dance or do something. Look like they're getting ready for a show. Skin is richer. The oil countries fight wars for, but she referred to it as nightfall. The theme was protest. Red, white, and blue. Beyond from where they don't do pot deals, they just pop pills and kill kids. For standing on the wrong street. Where the savages hunt for red meat. When we write, some of us tend to go deeper than others do. And so some people, it doesn't actually hit them until they're on stage. Judgments tugged at your eyes and forced them away from mine. You chewed your lip and fidgeted your hands. I wanted to be the one to help you carry a little extra, but I knew I was part of the weight. I know you scared. You should ask us if we scared too. I know you scared. Me too. Yeah. Wow. Yo, these are some talented kids. That's interesting. I think they were all seniors, though. <laughs> all right, let's get back to the show. Mr. Khan and I negotiated that I wouldn't have to perform in this showcase. When are you performing? I, I don't know. Are you trying out for Slam? I actually have no idea. What you mean you have no idea? There are, like, there are other issues. There's a lot of things that I don't want to talk about. What are the issues? School? No. Life? You see my face, right? Yeah. Well, like, there's a person in the club that makes me feel unsafe. One of my exes is a part of spoken word. He, like, had a really bad effect on, like, me emotionally. 
And then that translated into like just not feeling safe at all. If it's not here, find some place to share that voice. You hear me? You're going to find a space for that voice, a safe space for that voice. Love you. It really struck me. Not belonging in somewhere that used to be like such a strong co-op for me. <laughs> okay. um, just, I don't know. He came and sat right across the aisle from me. And my sister just kept saying, he was staring at me like the whole time. And I'm not sure if I want to be in that environment. Wow, man, um, she was pretty much talking about a guy, I, I guess, that she used to date that all of a sudden, once they broke up, he just made her feel uncomfortable and how he just came and sat by her and just was like, just being a total weirdo. <sighs> wow. I mean, I know women, I'm not going to say women are oppressed, but I will say that I know that a lot of guys make women feel uncomfortable and as a photog as an amateur photographer, I, I know that I work hard to not do that because of that very moment of what just happened with that young lady where she was just crying because that person that she used to date made her feel uncomfortable. And um, now she couldn't do something that she really cared about, such as poetry, such such as slam poetry because of that that young man being in that in that same room with her. Very interesting. Wow. And going from 18% to 61.8, you know. Just can you come sit over there? We have a ways to go. I would love him to end with a C, and that's my goal for him. So your question prompt was, talk about a time where you either witnessed or experienced racism. It was at 7-Eleven. You know, I was like five cents short or something. And the, uh, the cashier told me it was fine. Here's a white guy. Who's black. Uh, he was like, last, like three or two cents short. And he said he had to put something away. So. That's yeah, interesting. That's interesting. So, so the white boy, when he told his story, he said, he let, he, the cash register said he was okay with being five cents short. And then the black kid that was with him was like three cents short. And he's like, hey, you gotta, you gotta pay. Interesting. Very interesting. Came like, you have any problems? Like, this is a black kid talking now. Two black kids. I mean, I was walking down this hallway here to kind of come back into my classroom, and I heard a white student who was with two white friends, and he was yelling "fag" and "faggot," and so I started to chase him down the hall, and I was telling him how inappropriate it was. And as he turned the corner, he screamed really loudly, "Dagger!" and started running down the stairwell. And I was so shocked that someone's calling me this racial slur. And when I would tell black faculty members, they would say, this kid needs to be suspended. Like, that's horrible. Um, and when I told white faculty members, some of them were like, oh, yeah, he should maybe get an after-school detention or a lunch detention. So they ended up giving him an after-school detention because they couldn't prove that they that the student knew my race because he was down the stairwells. Wow! <laughs> now, 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 that was Jessica, the teacher, talking about 
a kid that called her a nigger. Now y'all know I never really used that term on my podcast, but for this for this purpose, I think it was necessary. That's very unfortunate. Wow. Yeah, bitch ass nigga. Oh, and that and that I should get back on the bus and go back to where I came from. I think the very next play we score something and then and I go up to him and then and then I'm like scoreboard kid. I've had a couple of those with them. I've had some moments. You know, we are one of the few teams in our conference that has a high percentage of black athletes. You know, we don't play a whole lot of teams that look like us. And when we step on the football field, race is present. Good luck, Coach. Have fun. These guys, their football team's predominantly white. Good luck, guys. Have fun out there. Good luck. They've had some... It's always so, just less than favorable words on the football field that yeah, just kind of slung around it. loosely. Play within the rules. Play smart. Ignore anything they have to say to you. Hey, don't get into it with them. They're going to do that shit on me. Don't get into it. Just pokes with the N-word and just, just stuff like that. Just kind of like comes out where... Hey, boy, you dropped the ball, yeah, boy. Yeah, like that. Just trying to get a rise out of people. Hey, come on. Wow, wow. So, okay, so they they play almost all white kids. And these are the photographers saying these are... Since they're on the sideline, these are the words that they hear on the, on the field while they're playing against these white guys. And the majority of the team at this high school, I guess, are black. Interesting. I, okay, all the cheerleaders are definitely white. <laughs> to sending an email to another coach. You know, a lot of the natural reactions, a defensiveness or a denial. No, that didn't happen. Or, well, maybe it happened, but your kid said this. Okay, the black kid just scored another touchdown. And <laughs> uh, this is funny. There is a penalty on the play. I'm curious to see who's going to win this game. And let's see them all. Let's not just look at blue. Let's look at both teams. I had a conversation with an official once. We had a lot of penalties, and the team that we were playing had very few. And I asked, what can I do? And he said, well, there's really not much you can do. you, you got a really good ball team. You're, 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 your team just plays so aggressively. And, you know, I just got stuck in the word. My team was aggressive. Like, first of all, it's football, and that's kind of what it's supposed to be. But it sounded like there was something else behind the choice of that coded language. Wow, he scored he scored another touchdown and now the coach saying that wasn't a late hit in the end zone. Wow, like they are like the the racism. Oh my gosh, like on the football field? Through the eyes of the children that you work with when they share experiences of, you know, when I walk into 7-Eleven I'm treated differently than when my friend who's white walks into 7 When I go to the library, the security treats me different. It's very powerful. 
is this liberal community and it still happens here. We know something about the character of the people on the other side. One of their guys is already thrown out. So keep your composure. They're getting in your ear. It's doing things to get under your skin. You have to rise above that. Because what's going to happen, we're going to get the ball and we're going to score. When we score, it will break them. Wow, they scored another touchdown. The black guys, the black kids are killing these white boys. Another touchdown. The white dude, the white guy just threw his hand up. They, they can't beat him. They can't beat him. God damn, another touchdown. Yo, yo, they're just quiet. It's 25-7. The score is 25-7. That's an interception. Oh, my gosh. 39-7. Fourth quarter. Helmets on with class. Nice game. Good luck in the playoffs. All that kind of shit. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, you all. That, that's going to be it for me, man. I, I I didn't mean for this show to really be about race, and I really did. Yeah, yeah, no, usually I talk about finance and things of that nature or motivation and all that good stuff. Um, but the show, you know, I just finished watching Power, and this came on like right after Power. I don't, I don't know. I it, I was just, you know, starting to record the podcast, and then I was like, you know what? What is this, man? Uh, what is high school kids like right now? Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how they are, you know, since I went to school and high school in the '90s. So to see these kids today, um, very similar, but th- I mean, I would say these kids deal with race a lot more than what I did, and you know, I, I was an athlete, so. Um, <sighs> I, you know, was very fast, all state in, you know, basketball. I played freshman basketball and then I went straight to varsity my sophomore year. And I went from freshman to varsity, you know what I'm saying? And if I didn't break my ankle, definitely had a scholarship waiting for me. Um, And, you know, in high school, I I rapped. So I was very popular. I got best address. Uh, I got most likely to succeed. Uh, These are facts. People who listen to my podcast, people who actually are on my Facebook know this. Uh, So, you know, and I played tennis. I played basketball, did track and field, you know, and you know, for me, I, I never was the awkward kid in high school. I was always the cool kid. And uh, always, like I said, dress nice, always had the latest fashion. I, I mean, I was wearing suits to school. So, uh, and I dated every race. Like, I dated Asian girls, black girls, Hispanic girls, um, you know, Indian girls, 
uh, short girls, tall girls, um, small girls, big girls. I, I just dated a lot of women and I spent a lot of time in the library. So if I wasn't, you know, if I was not at the gym working out, you know, pumping iron, you know, uh, playing basketball or anything. It's called America to me, America to me. Y'all should check that show out. Great show. Um, and I'm is directed by Steve James. I'm definitely gonna watch this show again, but you know, long story short, you all, uh, I know that high school is very awkward for a lot of people and um it wasn't awkward for me and neither was college even though i was at an all guys college we had spellman right across the street which was all girls so you know for me i never understood you know i i had struggle when i did play tennis um and and y'all heard me like earlier on my podcast back like maybe an episode man episode 20 or something i don't know episode 15 i talked about how my tennis coach called me a nigger on the tennis coat uh, on the tennis court so you know i've definitely dealt with racism but you know um it's so weird now because as i've gotten older and i don't have kids yet I'm just curious what that would be like raising kids in this day and age. Um, I'm just curious, man. And maybe when I do get to having my wife, whoever she's going to be, I'll I'll experience that. But right now, you know, I just have to worry about me, myself and I and, and my business and the family business. But this was very interesting. So let me get to working on the blog. Y'all know, just so y'all could check out the new blog. Y'all know on this month, I started writing all my blogs. So when y'all get a chance, check out articles.moneyblitz.tv. Check out the blog. And as usual, have a great day and God bless. And you all will hear from me in another 24 hours.